The breaking news, Draymond Green suspended indefinitely by the NBA. A little more coming out about that now, too. According to Shams, uh, Draymond's expected to receive counseling and work with the Warriors and the NBA while he's suspended after he hit uh, Yusuf Nurkic last night in the head. He is got, he's going to have to meet criteria, essentially, to return. It's kind of like a John Morant suspension, it sounds like. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. The first John Morant suspension. Yes. Say that one like, yeah. hey, uh, yeah, we need you to go to counseling. We need you to... Draymond, though, the thing about him is he has said many times that I'm never going to change who I am. I'm never going to change how yeah. I play. Yeah. Uh, I would be very surprised if he walked back comments like that. He did apologize, obviously, to Yusuf Nurkic, but it's not really about that. It's about the pattern of behavior where Draymond is just like gone, I don't know, not even a full three months without hitting someone. You got the Jordan Poole punch, obviously. You got the Rudy Gobert choke. You have the Demona Sabonis chest stomp. And then now you have the spinning back fist. So what you have right now is a guy who's not taking any accountability for his pattern. Mm -hmm. And then you got his, like almost like his older big bro in Joe Dumars that has to hand down the the punishment. And I think Adam Silver is going to step in and say, sorry, Joe, I'm going to handle this one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, do you think like, so counseling, I just, I, I wonder how many games this is going to end up being. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm Draymond, I'm like, you know what? I just got the bag. This team isn't going anywhere. I get I'm a competitive guy. You know what? Teach me a lesson. Take a vacation for yeah. a while. But it's podcast. unpaid. I know. That's, see, yeah, that's the issue. Unpaid. Uh, can he make money doing his other projects? Like, Probably. Can't take that away. He's still got his podcast. He's Although still got he, other He wouldn't be able to do, like, Inside the NBA because... No, he probably could do TNT. But I, I wonder if he would have to do it, like, for free. No, no, TNT, he could get paid doing Inside the NBA. Oh, well, there, there, you, there you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hey, I'll see you guys next year. Honestly, though, would the league step in and tell him he can't do that? That'd be a bad look for him to be sitting that's there on I wonder, TV. You know what I mean? Like, when if he's he gets suspended, sus- yeah. can he be? Because- I vote Nick. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I'm thinking, he's, too. He's parked. That yeah. Why would you yeah. put a, a guy who got whacked for bad behavior right. on the set? Yeah. Uh, you did something, but you're okay to go. No, he can't do that. And, oh, you know, no. honestly, even with his podcast... Like, the league can't technically stop that. Like, the TNT thing's a little more because it's an NBA show. Even Like, there's the relationship with Turner. There's all that. Like, his podcast with the volume is his own thing. But, like, if he goes on and starts talking about this and digs himself a deeper hole or whatever the case is, like, it can only make it worse. Right. Yeah. Unless he's just, like, apologetic. He does one. This is what happened. I'm going to work on this. And then goes radio silent for a while then maybe that's yeah I don't know how this is going to go it's and it sucks I just saw you tweet this Trista and it's true like the NBA is more fun when Draymond's out there and he's such a brilliant NBA mind like watching him break down film he just sees stuff that 99% of the league doesn't see and we know he makes the Warriors better offensively and defensively yeah and it's not just like physical attributes there it's what he's able to see out there on the court. Guys talk about it all the time where they're comfortable with him like making mistakes defensively knowing that Draymond's going to be behind them in some way. Yeah, Draymond's IQ for the game, I mean, he's changed the way that the center position is scouted and played and how, you know, these stretch four or fives are. You know, like Draymond's only, what, six, seven. Yeah. So you've got him playing small ball five, the death lineup, just based around him and him alone, right? So... He with Steph have been a potent duo for a very long time because how he could distribute the ball, like you said, be kind of the the middle linebacker, right? Yeah. Like be yeah. able to kind of control how the entire defense functions. 
Um, but for whatever reason, I think that Jordan Poole punch changed Jordan Poole and Draymond Green forever. I don't think we fully can absorb how much that affected their psyche. You know what's crazy about Draymond is never, like, in any of these situations or whatever you want to call them, like, even going back to the NBA Finals. So one thing is, and, and I think this year in games where he hasn't been available or he's been ejected, he's been kicked out, they're like 2-6, and six, so he's hurting his team. So like, it, Absolutely it's, it's selfish is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's not like firing the team up anymore. It's not like, you know you know what I mean? It's like, not it's like, not let's like, do this for Draymond. Yeah, and they're, they're not talented enough for that to happen. It's not like he gets kicked out and then they go on a 13-2 run or anything like that. And even going back to the NBA Finals, you know, with the low blow, they end up losing, and they had all the momentum. They lose all the momentum after that. But also, like, if you go back all these instances, he's never in the right. It's no. never like, you know what I mean? Like, in a lot of these fights, like a lot of these situations, you're like, okay, I could see it both ways. Like, these guys are going at it. They got beef. You know, this guy's hanging on this guy. Like, we just saw uh, Giannis and Halliburton almost got into it a little bit right there. And you could kind of see it like both sides. But with Draymond, you never he's, always, like, sides. he's yes. always the enemy. He's always the bad guy. It's like... There, like, it, so Draymond, it's. Draymond, I don't know. I don't think he's ever going to change. I don't think counseling's going to change. I mean, I'm not saying that like counseling can't change people. Listen, people can change, but like Draymond's kind of who he is at this if point. Andy, if Andy Bernard could punch a hole in the wall in the office and go to counseling and come back a happier guy, anybody can, okay? X. Anybody yeah. that's an office fan gets that reference, and if you don't, well, you just don't. That's, that's true. That's the way but, that it goes. But it's just like his <laughs> job, right? Like, so if Draymond is working at like Home Depot or he's selling insurance. Yeah, he could probably go to an everyday job and be happy with life, right? Like his secretary is not going to come in and like knock his phone over and he's going to stomp <laughs> on her chest. But I mean, like he's playing competitive maybe. basketball. No, he goes maybe. up for a rebound. He gets clubbed in the back of the head. He's going to. Yeah, maybe, maybe some no, guy maybe, yeah. Is, like takes his his food. Maybe some guy that's his coworker heats up salmon and oh. Draymond Green. We all hate the smell of cooked, chair. cooked microwave fish in Worst the office. Worst thing to do. Worst thing to do in the By office. My God, that's Draymond Green's music. Elbow. Picks up a chair. <laughs> I think there's like a there's an FS1 promo for. I think it's like. Smackdown or something that they have, and it's people in an office actually doing that. Yes. And that's all I could think of when you were describing that. It was like, yeah. I mean, I guess, listen, stuff happens in real life where people get into fights in, in an office setting. Someone steals his ideas for the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> the marketing director comes Sees him in, in the hall and he clotheslines him after the meeting. See, that's like, the good that thing. was my idea. That's the good thing with him being on the set of TNT. He ain't going to mess with Shaq and he ain't going to mess with Barkley. No. Definitely not true. Shaq. And, he's, and Kenny and Ernie are sort of beloved. Yeah, nobody messes with Ernie. Yeah, Sha- yeah. Shaq could arrest them. Is, is Shaq still a, a Is he cop? still a sheriff? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shaq's got some takedown techniques, man. <laughs> Shaq has the most interesting life ever. He's yeah. a DJ. He's a rapper. He's an actor. He's, he owns like a thousand businesses, too. He's like, yeah. one Big night he's on a date guy. with Brittany Renner. Oh, like. yeah. There's that, too. There's that, too. All right. Uh, 1916 Lakers over the Spurs. The Warriors are back on the court tomorrow against the Clippers. Uh, Sixers, good God. 82-64 over the Pistons. Pistons are so bad right now, guys. Really, really bad. All right, uh, so we're down to that final stretch of the season now where awards market kind of earlier in the year. It's a lot of speculation, right? You're kind of like we're doing this with the NBA MVP. Like there's a million ways that this could go, but you're looking at prices. You want to try to maybe find an advantage if you know something's going to change, like Luka and the Mavs go on a run and you're going to get some value now. But, you know, in the NFL, now we kind of look at the actual situation where the NFL MVPs come down to Dak at plus 150, Brock wow. Purdy plus 175. And then after that, I mean, it's Lamar 6-1, to one, Jalen Hurts 8-1. to one. Josh Allen, 14. Mahomes all the way down to 16 with Tyreek. 
It, this may really come down to Brock Purdy versus Dak Prescott to win the award. And it is a wild thing to think about, but these are two quarterbacks that had a lot to prove this season and, quite frankly, have proved it. The one thing for me, though, is that head-to-head, Purdy and the 49ers beat Dak Prescott badly and the Dallas Cowboys, which gives Brock Purdy the advantage in that matchup. Yeah, it does, and we had a plus 300 and a plus 350 just last week. So yep. these, this is the inflection point of the market where the top guys start to shrink those odds. So I think the value still is with Lamar at plus 600. What was it? It was plus 1,400 preseason. 8-1 to when, one a couple weeks ago. When still, I gave yeah. it out. Yeah. 8-1... to one, when did you take it, Ryan? Ten to one, eight to one. Uh, ten and then eight. I yeah. took eight two weeks ago. Yeah, uh, three weeks ago. So I think there's not that much shrink pause between eight to <laughs> one and six to one, comparatively what you're getting, which is fifty percent of what the odds were with Dak and Brock Purdy just a week ago. So yeah, I think the Ravens are still being somewhat slept on, probably because they're just not winning games convincingly. But Lamar has been awesome. So I think that's the only thing that I would bet would be Lamar plus 600. Mm-hmm. Unless you got some increased odds with Dak or Brock, I just couldn't do it with those two. Yeah, I mean, like, the numbers don't jump off the page. I mean, 16 touchdowns, 6 picks. He's got 2,934 passing yards. But the Ravens are a couple plays away from being 13-0. and They do got some big games coming up. You know, and if you take Lamar, I mean, we've seen Lamar get hurt the last two seasons for Baltimore. They go from being literally the number one seed in the AFC to barely a wild card team, you know? So that's that's the case I can make for Lamar. And they've had a bunch of injuries on the offensive side of the ball. And also, Todd Munkin, first-year play caller, and he's still putting up numbers. They're still, you know, probably... They got a shot at the number one seed. I don't want to jinx that. And also, like, Odell Beckham Jr. hadn't played football in two years, and he's finally just become an OBJ again. You have Zay Flowers, some young players, inconsistent. The Mark Andrews injury? Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. his best friend on the field right there. Now you're trying to get Isaiah like- Likely going. So that's the case I can make for Lamar. Really good football team, mm-hmm. uh, new offense, bunch of injuries, and he's kind of, like, carrying the team on his back. But um, Think about this really quickly. Yeah. If you put Brock Purdy in the situation – where Lamar is, which is your number one running back goes down for the season. Yeah, probably not. Uh, your your number one option pass catcher is done for the season. And you also have a rookie wide receiver that steps in, a guy coming off of an ACL tear yeah. who's you're trying to work back in, and just a, and a new offensive coordinator. Like, is Brock Purdy able to thrive the way that Lamar is? No, I don't even think it's like a knock on Brock Purdy. No, I don't it's know just a really tough situation. Yeah, there's not a lot of guys. I think we're figuring out in today's NFL, like, this season, that there's not a lot of guys, like, everybody's kind of a system quarterback. You know, Right, exactly. You know, Dak, that's what makes what Dak's doing sp- so special. Like, Purdy, um, you know, we saw the game without Trent Williams, and we've seen him have to play with Kittle d- uh, dinged up or Debo hurt or, you know, Ayuk off, off the field, and the numbers aren't the same. But he's. I'm not going to take away from what Purdy's doing. Um, it's funny, I actually looked at the numbers, him against Jimmy Garoppolo the Super Bowl year, and they're pretty much the same. Garoppolo had a couple more picks, and you know that was that was before Brandon Ayuk even. Um, but still, I mean, he's making the throws, he's pushing the ball down the field, so I don't want to take away from Purdy. No, but I just think what Dak's doing is more impressive because Jake Ferguson, we didn't know who he was coming into the season. I did just because I'm a Badgers fan. Um, but like CeeDee Lamb, nobody thought he was the number one wide receiver. Michael Gallup hasn't been good since 2019, and Brandon Cooks is old, so... That's what makes what Dak's doing so impressive, especially when you look at the run game. 
is outside the top 15. We thought Tony Pollard was going to be an every down back. He's not. Rico's not that guy. I was a big Deuce Vaughn fan. Turns out he probably is too small and he's not the nightmare matchup for linebackers I thought he was going to be. And that's what's making what Dak is doing so special. And Kellen Moore leaves and it's Mike McCarthy calling the plays. We know how football <laughs> fans view Mike McCarthy. Like a big doofus. So yes. that's that's why he's uh, plus one. Highly successful football coach. If, Thank if, you very much. If Mahomes and the Chiefs or the Bills and Josh Allen went out, do you think that's worth a bet? Josh Allen like fourteen to one, Mahomes yes. sixteen. I think Josh Allen is worth a bet. I've been screaming this for like the last four weeks because you know the number is never gonna be better. What was it to start out with? Like plus four fifty or plus six hundred? I yeah, forget like which that. one. Like he was in the top and he's always gonna be in the top of the MVP list terms of odds at the beginning of the year so for you to get this number with Josh Allen mm-hmm. at 14 to 1 considering that they could go on a run I think they beat Dallas this week the offense has looked really really good get a statement win against Kansas City yeah I could see some late steam coming in if Dak doesn't look good maybe if Brock Purdy comes down to earth yeah. I, I kind of like I kind of like that for a little. Buffalo ha- also has the Dolphins, too, which yep. helps. Because you'll go head-to-head with another MVP candidate, though he's farther down now in Tua, plus Tyreek Hill. Yep. So, yeah, I mean, look, there, there's certainly uh, enough left where guys that are farther down, guys that have longer odds can make the case. And if you want to put a little sprinkle on one of them, it makes sense. It's just you got to look at the schedule and determine, like, all right, are you comfortable enough saying that, like, the Bills can go in there, they, they can go beat the Cowboys, and then they beat the Dolphins later in the year and don't have a hiccup against the Patriots or something random, you know, against Bill Belichick trying to, which would be weird to say, coaching for his job if that's what he wants to do. So, uh, it, we, again, the, the numbers also would make it intri- – like, if I were to say this to you guys, take all the numbers out of it, who do you think wins MVP right now? Just who do you think? No numbers, no who you're going to bet on. Dak. Just Dak. Okay. Yeah. So that's – and that's that's the only thing that is sometimes important to think about is, like, the prices can be enticing, but at the same time it's what's going to be – more reasonable. Yeah. And it really, too, like, you could use a lot of this. You can use the weapons that Brock Purdy has against him. You can also use CeeDee Lamb in some ways against Dak if you want to. I mean, I wouldn't because every good team has to have good weapons out there. But that's also why I go back to Lamar Jackson because the talent level at receiver or even running back, it's not where the 49ers are for sure. It's not where Dallas is, at least when it comes to CeeDee Lamb top-end receiver. And you're missing Mark Andrews. You've dealt still with a lot of injuries this team, not as much as they have in the past. But then new offensive coordinator, and the Ravens have a chance to be the number one seed in the AFC. So, like, if I were to kind of split it down the middle, good price, but also still a reasonable chance to catch up and maybe win it, I, I kind of still swing back to Lamar Jackson at 6-1. to one. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm all about Lamar this year. I would love it, man. The, the the market that I'm fascinated by is still Coach of the Year, where Dan Campbell's at plus 325. And oh, I know the man. Lions have nine wins, but... I think that's more Ben Johnson. I know he's been under fire the last couple weeks because the offense hasn't been as good. I think that's more on golf, having to play some uh, bad road games. Yeah, and and this again, this comes down to two of the last few weeks of the season. Most yeah. of these, most of these awards, or uh, let me say, a few of these awards can still be decided down the stretch. Offensive Rookie of the Year, I think we know, is C.J. Stroud. Let's look at Coach of the Year that market a little bit coming up because I think that that's a really good one to kind of look at over the next few weeks and where their schedules are and where those teams are. Yeah, uh, maybe even Defensive Player of the Year. That kind of feels like you got a couple of different options too. So it's Bet MGM tonight.